Today is Friday, December 26, 2014, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, tonight a friend of Medjugorje will be sharing with us about Our Lady's messages that she gave yesterday. First, the message through Maria that was given on the 25th, and the annual message through Yankov. And so tonight, as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. And we bring with us today those two messages, Maria, Maria's and Yako's. So it's always a joy to see what everybody's going to say. And in this year's Christmas, we see something a little bit of a different character. We see more said with Yako's than Our Ladies. Uh, apparition to Maria. Hers was short and sweet, and his was long and revealing some things. And beautiful things as it is as far as Christmas. It's always nice to see things that gives us insights and things we didn't know before that. So without waiting on these two messages, we'll read them both one after another. Our Lady's December 25th, 2014 message to the world through Maria. Dear children, also today in my arms, I am carrying my son Jesus to you. And I am asking from him peace for you, and peace among you. Pray to and adore my son for his peace and joy to enter into your hearts. I am praying for you to be all the more open to prayer. Thank you for having responded to my call. Our Lady's December 25th, 2014 message to Jacob Kolo. Dear children, today on this day of grace, I desire for each of your hearts to become a little stable of Bethlehem in which the Savior of the world was born. I am your mother who loves you immeasurably and is concerned for each of you. Therefore, my children, abandon yourselves to the mother so that she may place each of your hearts and lives before little Jesus. Because only in this way, my children, your hearts will be witnesses of God's daily birth in you. Permit God to illuminate your lives with light and your hearts with joy so that you may daily illuminate the way and be an example of true joy to others who live in darkness and are not open to God and His graces. Thank you for having responded to my call. So today's first message, dear children, or to Maria rather, the first one Joan just read, dear children, also today in my arms I am carrying my son Jesus to you. I find it strange that Our says this when Maria herself is seeing Our Lady that she wants to express to us in words what Maria would describe anyway. Maybe Jesus appeared with a lady in her arms. You could look at it one way. Is she bragging? Why would she be saying something like that? Also today in my arms, I'm carrying my son Jesus to you. So is she advertising this in a way that's 
just being symbolic, she did say that Jesus will not come back in a manger in one of her messages in the past. That being said, we can't expect the second coming or, or something to happen that many people in the beginning days thought was going to be some kind of rebirth or something happening. It is a rebirth. It's going to be a rebirth of Jesus in each one of us. We're going to be born as Jesus was. Our Lady calls us this way. Pray to and adore my son for his peace and joy to enter into your hearts. This is the birth she seeks. And that's tied to the message when she says, As I bore Jesus in my womb, so too do I wish to bear, bear you into holiness. That's the birth she's come for. That's the reason she's with us. And it's because she has concern for us, as she said with Yako's message to us. I am your mother who loves you immeasurably and is concerned for each of you. Why is that? Because she says in another message throughout the years, that Satan is on the prowl for you. He wants to tempt you. He wants to make you fall. He wants to devour you. The scripture says the same thing. He's a roaring lion. And so we are in a situation where we don't even notice the de- or detect Satan in his ways. Once he starts making you fall, he don't want you to know that he's the source of that. So he, come, he becomes more glib, more hidden, more slick. And things we do on a daily basis, nobody even gets to see it or understand it. We had family this year that came to our house, not all necessarily would believe in Medjugorje. And we had probably 50 people over Christmas evening. And the condition I had on giving it was nobody would bring cell phones. Because we've had over 100,000 people move through the house that they wouldn't wear the shoes. They'd have to put them outside. And if they didn't want to not come in the house with the cell phone, then they would not be invited. I made it really clear I didn't want them to come. Well, most of these things happen. People leave after an hour, two hours. Everybody stayed. The conversation was incredible. Everybody was festive. Everybody was engaging each other. And I never mentioned anything, but what I saw is there was something out of their lives that's there all the time. And I could tell each face and each person there was really enjoying themselves. And probably some for years had not felt what they felt. And probably didn't even know the reason. But I saw it. I understood it. And it was remarkable watching this. Because nobody had their phones. Nobody was texting. And the only thing they was do is the social engagement with family. It's a beautiful thing. One of the couples said, I could just spend the night here. They felt peace. And not, not all of them are open to the Virgin Mary, what I do, what my family and my wife does. But nevertheless, it's a remarkable thing to take them out of the environment that they, they are in for daily a daily walk, a constancy that they have never been managed out in a group of people, probably that large for years, that something was different. Nobody was in a hurry to leave. In fact, it's one of the longest ones I've seen that we had for the last several years. We have to realize that A says, I'm, I love you immeasurably and I'm concerned for you because you don't even realize what you're plugged into and how it affects your whole life. And some of the other community members was down there, and I think they would testify the same thing. Everybody enjoyed it. Everybody enjoyed each other. And this is where our lady leads us to. She wants us to see things and manifest things in our lives that we can't see unless we're praying and reflecting what we need to change that we can be in prayer and adoration to her son for peace and joy to enter into hearts. I can say that happened last night. At least to most of them. It's very peaceful. Very beautiful. So when our lady says, also today, I'm in my arms, I'm carrying my son Jesus to you, she literally means that. Over the last nine days, many people throughout the world, many of you listening tonight, have followed the preparations that a friend of Medjugorje gave in preparation for Christmas. And one thing that we saw is we saw many, many people connecting. And we we were constantly getting messages from people who were telling us that it was something different. Something different had happened this year to them. They felt it was going to be different. They felt Christmas was going to be different. They felt their hearts being were going to be different. 
And so throughout the course of the nine days, every day, a friend of Mechigora would come in here into the studio unprepared without any kind of a preparation of a, of a preconceived topic and just sit down and, and speak on something to prepare for Christmas, a few messages of Our Lady. And these things over the course of the nine days were growing and growing and growing and people were, were growing throughout the course of the nine days. And one thing we saw with the messages yesterday is we saw uh, in, in our hearts, we felt very, very strongly, and different people have relayed this, that there was a, a connection made between those preparation and the things that were said throughout the course of the nine days to the things that Our Lady mentioned in the messages yesterday. To start off, we'd like to play just the very first day here. Where are you this Christmas? What's your situation? Many people have difficult things going on in their life. We're living in a time of crisis. Our Lady's coming to restore the family to the strengths of His roots. What's His roots? God. And when we don't have that as our root, then we can't be happy. But if we have God as our roots, know that we origin from Him. Our purpose in our life is Him. And He's first in our life. Then no matter the circumstances, you'll be happy. You think you have a difficult time? You think things are bad for you? Or you wish you had more? more contentment, more peace, more happiness, then if you have God, you have that. It's not the material things. A lady said December 14, 1992, Dear children, read especially the special passages in the Bible that concern Advent. She said to do this during family prayer, to renew family prayer. Why? To renew the roots. To put your origin back to God from the beginning to the end. And how will this make you happy? You think, oh, I've heard this story over and over and over every year in my life at Christmas time, plus the other times during the year. Then you discount the Word. The Word has power. The Word is Christ. He was made in the flesh and came to the earth. Do you think our lady's not fond of the Word? It's not important when she says, read the passages about Advent. Why is that? Because the Word speaks to you differently, just like the messages. One purpose and one intent of Our Lady's words and her messages is to speak to us in a way that the Holy Spirit can take that same message today, tomorrow say another thing. And you say the Word can't do even more than that? We've been taught, historically, this is what happened. We have footnotes in the Bible telling us about this point or that point, where Nero did this, Christ did this, this is what was meant by that. No, it has power to speak to you individually. The Advent story is your Advent story of your family, where it's to go, what it's to be, how is it to be happy? You say, well, my circumstances right now, my my family is destroyed, I've lost my job, we don't have the money, we don't have this, we don't have future. Do you think Mary and Joseph were sad, looking for an end, and they were rejected, go to the next end, they were rejected, and keep going, and not find one single place to lay their head, knowing they're the Savior, how sad can that be? The king's going to be born, and nobody will accept just a pregnant woman about to give birth. So little compassion. Was Mary's eyes welling up with tears? This poor Savior, what pity we should have because of this man that reject subconsciously the king of the world, the Lord who is the root of the family, and we have no place to go. Our Lady said December 14, 1992, Dear children, Remember, dear children, how happy we were in the stable when my son was born. Wow. Can you imagine that? I remember when the message was given. I thought, wow, what a profound thing. Because it spoke to me before I even knew the next sentence. It spoke to me that I remember even walking the streets of Mexico contemplating that one time. That Our Lady said, we were happy even when we were in the stable. In other words, we were rejected. We had no place. We had no bed. We had the most basic structure to lay even the Christ child, a manger, a food trough for animals, around animals. Can you just imagine the smells? The musty, the dust, and hay. And they were happy because they had everything they needed. And God was happy, and the angels were rejoicing. They went to the shepherds, just lowly shepherds, humble people. Peace to men of good will, because men of good will can be happy and content. What are you at this Christmas time? Do you have contentment? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you in grief? The next sentence our lady says, 
May your family be happy and all those present in the stable. Imagine that. We're told, Dear children, how happy we were in the stable when my son was born. May your family be happy and all those present in the stable. An incredible statement. And she's saying, read the scriptures to know no matter what your circumstances are, look what ours was at Advent and how happy we were. And no matter what your situation is, you can be happy. You can be satisfied. Because love gives everything. And when love was born in the family 2,000 years ago, it can be reborn in your family today. And that's what our lady says at the beginning of that message. I invite you in a very special manner to renew your family prayer. And during your family prayer, dear children, read especially the special passages in the Bible concerning Advent. What problems do you have in your family? What difficulties do you have in your heart? What are you struggling with? And what are you preoccupied with? What drives your life? What's first? What's second? What's third? And where's God in all that? Oh, you'll give the answer. Yeah, God's first. But really, is he physically in your thought? Do you continue to think about him? What does he think about what you're doing, how you live? Have you changed the direction of your life? Friends, dear children of Our Lady, this Christmas, change your life. Our Lady said in the same message, Pray, dear children, especially during this time, and amongst your prayers, prepare yourselves for the great day that is coming, that this Christmas will be different from all the others. Be preparing through prayer for Christmas, and you will experience it as never before. It doesn't cost anything. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything but be united to God in prayer. In preparation for that time, in preparation for a holy Christmas, all depends on you. We wish you a lady in this holy season. We love you. Goodbye. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel.
In April of 1989, Mariana made this statement. She said, I'd like to relay to the young people a petition from Our Lady. And the petition is, and these were the words of Our Lady, if they can't believe in God, they should spend at least five minutes a day in silent meditation. During that time, they should think about the God they say doesn't exist. Over the last nine days, a friend of Medjugorje had given more than five days for this meditation and it invited everyone into these moments in the midst of our busyness of Christmas preparation to do this, to give God this time, to give Our Lady this time, not having a lot of preparation as he walked through these days and what he was to, to think. He just spoke from what was in his heart, from the, the songs that were chosen. And the surprise at the end of this nine-day, which was a nine-day novena of meditations, was what Our Lady said yesterday on Christmas. We were stunned by so many of the images that came to light in these meditations were here present in the message, especially to Yaakov. And that's the reason, the purpose of us playing a couple of these segments tonight so that you can also see the cooperative spirit when one gives just that little space to God to meditate on this God, especially to those who don't believe. And we all have unbelief in us. And so Our Lady said today or yesterday to Yaakov, permit God to illuminate your lives with light and your hearts with joy. So my question to you, a friend of Medjugorje, did you feel that you were being illuminated in these days? Not necessarily. You don't always feel God's presence, and when he's gotten you, you just it's not even like a feather on the arm. You don't feel anything. You just do what you say. You think you're doing something normal, and then you come up and see the confirmation that our lady brings to us. But there are times that that's been felt. When when Maria came in 88, she came November 19th, 88. And our lady had given a message just before that, uh, actually 19, 19 days before that, October 31st, 1988. She says, I want to collaborate with you. When I heard that message, I felt that. I felt that what I was doing, Our Lady really wanted to be in collaboration with what I was doing. And she, and first of all, not just words, there was something more powerful with it. I know on that same date, October 31st or 30th is one of those two days, we had friends over the house. We'd been to Medjugorje. We got them back in one truck, and we drove out in the field. We didn't hold the field at that point. We went out there by the tree. The moon was full. It was beautiful. The October harvest moon was brilliant. And so we're all sitting in the back of the pickup truck. And, of course, Maria hadn't come. Nobody even thought about that. And we're looking there, and we just feel something. I feel something in my heart. I didn't know at that moment, that night, that a lady was saying at the same moment, or either it would be the next night, that I want to collaborate with you. But I remember voicing to those in the truck before we said a rosary in the back. We were sitting out in open air. I said, I don't know why, but I feel like a lady's coming here. So I felt that, and you could feel that. And when a lady's doing something, prompting, you'll feel those, those inspirations strong. But it was strong enough for me to boldly say that. I, I wouldn't say I said it boldly, but, but I said it. and was bold enough to say it what was in my heart, at the risk of even being a fool. What do you think a lady's going to come here? Because we had no means. We had no understanding that was going to happen. But I felt it. And looking at that moon that night, seeing the rosary afterwards, it didn't get weaker. And of course, 19 days later, with no trip planned to Medjugorje at that point, everything happened very quickly. Maria came back very, just like lightning. And there she is, within 19 days. And a lady comes to us and starts doing things that we wouldn't we were shocked at. And I'd been praying for our nation. I'd been praying for conversion. I'd been praying for my family. 
I realized the first community I had was my family. And without knowing it, I didn't know or understand how profound our lady really did want to collaborate with me. And I can see now with all these three decades almost passed that she was watching. She's looking for hearts across the world. Who wants to really be in tune with her message and do what she's asking? The desire of the Christ, Christ is the desire of all nations, all peoples. But they never stop and pause long enough to pray to find that and realize who he is. And that includes Christians, many Catholics, many people in the church, many priests, bishops, and even the Holy Father, you could say. We have to stop long enough to realize what's happening. I was stopping to, to be sensitive through my prayers of what is the plan? What do you want from me? So when I lay said this October 31st, 1988, when I found out after that, I believe these words. I want to collaborate with you. I was praying for this desire of Christ over our nation. And I had to put my heart in the right place to be able to hear that. And so if you do that, you see all these messages. She's not, she's not telling us. She, we're in the phase. We're in the beginning. She was coaching us what to do, how to act, how to behave, how to become holy. Just like before a season starts. You got to get the team in shape. You got to raise up the people. You got to get the cult. You got to call out the people. Some will cool off. Who's the most motivated? Get rid of the unmotivated. Our lady's building something. She's forming a group of people who she calls now her apostles. But we're now in a phase of Medjugorje. We've moved beyond the pre practice season. And we're in season. And then our messages move to the Thursday messages. And so then we're practicing through the week for the weekend ball game in preparation for that. Then we moved to the monthly messages. Then we moved to the second of the month messages. And we're not being coached by Our Lady for practice anymore. That's over in the week. We're on game night. And I can feel in all these words the way she's saying what she's giving right now is these apostles, this form group across the world, we're going into the game and we're playing the game now. This is it. She said that with Yaakov, that you daily, or rather that permit God to illuminate your lives with light in your heart and joy so that you may illuminate the way and be an example of true joy to others who live in darkness and who are not open to God and his graces. There's no way to open them except through you. And so our plan in 1988, what our lady unfolded to us, was much bigger than we thought. And so we go through November, we go through December, and January 2nd, 1989 comes up. And a lady says something again, which I remember. It wasn't here. I think this could have been Yvonne's prayer group. I'm not sure. But a lady said, Maria's been with us every night, every day. We have an apparitions the whole time. And then here comes January 2nd. We're collaborating with a lady. We're wanting to do everything with her. Because she said, I want to collaborate with you. Then she says these words, January 2nd, 1989, I want to collaborate with you. Okay, she said that 19 days before she came. But then she adds to the sentence, for I need your collaboration. I placed my heart in a position to be open to God and what he wanted to happen and saw that he's the desire for all peoples across the whole world, for all nations. I was desiring him to be over our nation, one nation under God. What our lady transformed in those three months was, you want your nation healed? It's in the family. It's in the individual that's raised in the family. And that's why we came up with these things our lady planned, that she inspired, the reconciliation of ourselves, our families, and our nation. A whole story unfolded. A whole beautiful thing happened to us we couldn't expect. And this nine days is another thing what Joan was just speaking about, where she showed what to say, what was we were going to, even the nights we were doing it, how it fell into a pattern, that this pattern displayed, she's walking with us. We feel that. We feel our words are stronger than just practice now. This is it. We're in the moment. This is the time. So Our Lady, Our Lady, gives this to us in a way that we say things or we are inspired with things in our community that we weren't aware of 
we weren't aware of in regards to what we're saying or doing or taking some action is really her plan in collaborating with us. You know, you can't help but think what people thought when they read these messages. It's this, the people who've been following through the last nine days and really following this and what it was that Our Lady was doing, can't help but think what they thought when they read these messages from Our Lady, how much of a uh, difference it made for them and their understanding of the message. And, and I, I just bring up one little thing. You know, we had gone to a we had gone to a church Christmas Eve. Basically, the the whole surround the whole focus of the whole Christmas Eve service was thanking everybody, thanking the people, thanking the Knights of Columbus, thanking everybody else, thanking the people who cleaned and everything like that, and then watching a play and wondering how many people walked out of that church converted by the birth of Jesus that night, and then having sat through all of these things for nine days, and then Our Lady coming and giving the message the next day clearly showed where she was in her in her thinking and what she and I don't know if you want to use the word pre-inspired but as if the the inspiration for what she was going to say was already being felt ahead of time and can't help but feel somewhat sad for people who didn't necessarily have those days of preparation or maybe didn't you know put the hearts into it or anything like that so my question is what about that whole if you want to call it the old spirit the old spirit of of what's going on right now in the church and the world. Uh, we had an issue with the power company today. They had to come out and look at something. And the guy told us, he said, uh, we asked, did you have a good Christmas? He says, yeah, he goes, too bad it's all over with. And so this is the mentality that through the course of these nine days, you were trying to break through to people and tell them it doesn't end. It's just starting. So I guess my question is, is what, where do you, where exactly do you think our lady is trying to lead everything towards she, you know, she appeared in Medjugorje the first day with baby Jesus. It's as if the whole thing with baby Jesus is, the, is somewhat the focus of the Medjugorje apparitions. So in the farther, bigger plan of Medjugorje, where exactly do you think she's leading this everything towards? Well, she said to, she said to Yaakov, Therefore, my children, abandon yourselves to the mother so that she may place each of your hearts and lives before little Jesus. So she's got him in arms. She's seen this. Yaakov uh, would see Jesus with our lady too also. It doesn't necessarily say that, but we know that happens. And then she has, because only in this way, she didn't say this might be a way. She says, only in this way, my children, your hearts will be witnesses of God's daily birth in you. We're having a daily birth with Christ in our hearts that if we permit God to illuminate our lives with the light in our hearts, we will experience joy that we will feel. And then we may daily, with that daily birth in us, we daily illuminate the way to be an example of true joy to others who live in darkness and who are not open to God and His graces. Your position, don't underestimate the power of what you can do. I often am stunned when I say just a few things to somebody or cross somebody's path and they look like a ton of bricks hit them or a Mack truck run over them. They go to conversion. And I know it's not anything I say. There's something happening. Peter on the way to the temple, uh, one of the pools or whatever, passes the guy and he says, do you have your faith? Faith in Jesus Christ? He says, yes. He, he, the guy starts gets up and walks. And he's healed. Peter didn't feel anything. He didn't receive the grace. The guy felt it. And, and if you've had the experience of being our lady's apostle, you said things that people were stunned by when you didn't feel anything at all, electricity didn't come from you or the power, but the power came across the person who was waiting conversion. In other words, your witness is magnified. There's something they see that you don't feel nor see in yourself. This has happened repeatedly to our mission as a whole, to me as an individual. There's power there. Our Lady says that, so that you may daily illuminate the way, be an example of true joy to others who live in darkness and are not open. These people are not open to God, nor His grace, except through you. They're not receiving the sacraments. They're not praying. The power is invested in your witness that God wants daily births in you that then he can permit you to do that to the lives. He permits it. He gives the power of your words. 
You may feel they're useless. You may think they don't change. Another person. But God calls it. I believe it. It happens. I feel it in the way our lady's progressing our messages now. She's no longer coaching. She's in the game with us. This is it. And so she says, become a little stable of Birmingham, not in Birmingham, uh, rather, of Bethlehem. I say Birmingham because we always say from Bethlehem to Birmingham, Birmingham to Bethlehem. Or is it the other way? Bethlehem, Bethlehem to Birmingham. Birmingham. So this is something that I said years ago, just on the, on the cuff, probably 20 years ago, because we felt Bethlehem here in Birmingham. We felt that in such a strong way. We knew it. And we, the whole thing was centered around Jesus coming across November. What do you think we're thinking about? Christmas. Is it going to be here? Is Christmas? Is Jesus going to be here? We knew that. We knew that was going to happen. We knew the devil would try to stop that. And so our family was that. We were there in the stable. We were there not in Bethlehem, but of Bethlehem. And that's an important thing our lady says. I desire for each of your hearts to become a little stable of Bethlehem. God desires this for your family. Christmas is not over. It continues for weeks now. And you're to work on that, especially in your family. The stable in your family. This is what God desires. One more thing just to bring up is, you know, a number of years ago, you and your wife had gone to the Holy Lands for your wedding anniversary. And uh, 25th, is that right? 25th wedding mm-hmm. anniversary. And of course, the whole community, part of the pilgrimage was the renewal of the wedding vows at Cana. So the whole community is praying for this and praying for you to be open vessels, to be filled to the brim and this whole thing. I, remember, I distinctly remember the novena. And I remember when you got back, how you relayed to us that that was the whole kind of like, I guess the focus of your entire pilgrimage was that time at, for Cana, but that was not where you received the grace that you were expecting to receive. And I'm not going to say it at the moment, but I want you to share that with everyone, the place that you and your wife had felt that grace hit and the understanding of what it meant to this place here. Well, it was a climax of our, one of our climaxes of our life. We had looked greatly toward Via Della Rosa to go the, walk the path of Christ and see the crucifixion sites, the Stations of the Cross, those typical things. In Cana, we were going to re, re, uh, do our marriage vows, and that was special, both those things. And that was the two things we looked for. And because the stable of Bethlehem was so much part of our lives, there was not any excitement about going to see when Christ was born. But we had done, the whole community had done the 54-day novena. We, my wife and I had done the 54-day novena. That Our Lady, you know, posts us where she wants to. We had no idea what would happen that happened to us when we went to Bethlehem. We was in line. We go to the island of Needle. We walk in. And there's so many people strolling through, you can't stop. So you see the star right there in brass on the floor where Jesus was born. And then... You, back to your left, you'll see a little bit at an angle backwards where the manger was, where he was born and where he was carried and laid in the manger. And so uh, there's priests in there. They usher you so you can't stop. Well, just a spirit came over both of us, and we just started crying. We started weeping. We went over to the manger and knelt down. We sat there probably for an hour and a half crying the whole time. Couldn't stop. And it was... Uh, Something that can't be, just like Maria said, I can't describe what a lady's words, what she looks like. We experienced something so inner, in our side of our hearts, so interior that there's no way to express it. And what was remarkable, everybody was chased out. Anybody came over there, they chased them away. They didn't, they didn't tell us to leave. Uh, we began to realize even the angels are protecting us. Let us stay here because so many people want to stop. And they move everybody, but these Franciscan priests and these other priests, the Orthodox, not one time did they come over and say, say, y'all leave. So we stayed there probably headed toward two hours, the whole time weeping. It was a real washing and a real grace. And I can't say it was sad. I can't say it was happy. It was just something that we were so deeply, profoundly moved. We felt the presence of, of the Christ child. We felt what happened there. And we became part of it. We were there in the stable. 
And we realize it was a thank you from Our Lady. I mean, who would we be thanked by the Mother of God for what she's done for us, that we have opened our house and we've had so many people and made the sacrifices she asked? It's just our duty. But you can't outgive God. You can't outgive Our Lady. And so finally we knew we had to move on. We never were asked to move, so that, that in itself was a miracle. But it was a very, very profound moment for us. And uh, and it's, it was a stable and so we we even learned more there that our our home what it became and why it became that. One thing that we'd like to play is the the last day's excerpt. No, this was not Christmas Day. This was actually the ninth day. And uh, so this is a friend of Medjugorje. Uh, this is December the twenty fourth. This was Christmas Eve. The message that he gave. You'll see it's un, you'll see how applicable this is towards uh, towards Our Lady's message. And so it was in 1988 for us. We felt Bethlehem. When Maria came in November, we never could imagine that she would be there for the birth of Jesus and through Christmas. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know she'd be there a week, two weeks, three weeks. To span across three months, we never even had that thought that would go that long. But I already had her plan. We had begun praying for our country, our nation. We begged Our Lady for that, to heal this country. And we didn't know things were playing out on a global level at the same time between Reagan and Gorbachev. This might also sound strange to be talking about this on Christmas Eve. But we could not comprehend when Our Lady started appearing that every apparition, she was very, very joyful. We didn't understand that reason. Why was Our Lady doing so many things here? And just like the Bethlehem census, people coming from all the regions to come there, people were coming from across the nation and even other nations to be here. All spontaneous, not advertised, word of mouth, spread just like Fatima, and more and more came. Our Lady began doing things here that she didn't do outside of Medjugorje anywhere else but here. And to this day when Maria comes, these things happen. Our Lady does things that even surprised Maria. Maria was just here in September. Maria was very moved by some of the things Our Lady did, as well as us, of course. But what is it like? What did we think about having Our Lady there as we approach Christmas? We begin to realize and hope maybe she'd be here on Christmas Day with us. Or would she go back? We wasn't certain of anything. But as time went by, we began to feel the joy. The Virgin Mary had the joy of being the woman by means of whom peace was reestablished between heaven and earth. Can you imagine what she felt? If she was the tie to the reconciliation of man with God. What kind of joy did she experience desiring this peace for God and for man? What joy she must have felt that it would be coming through her for the whole world. And I can say we experienced that joy and it started growing as we approached Christmas. As we approached Christmas Eve, we couldn't believe it. We began to have miracles. This happened sometime in Maria's trip. The house was, it was a warm day. We was having mass. And no one knew outside when the apparition would be because at that point, our lady began appearing after the apparition from Maria during communion time. And so all day long, people waited out in the field. It was midday. It had been cloudy. And so we had anticipated the apparition. And so the priest was late. We come up. We do mass. We have communion. And our lady appears instantly. And immediately, we hear people hollering and commotion in the field. And we all knew that something happened that told them our lady was appearing. We didn't know what it was. So we go and finish Mass, which took some more time. A priest and I and one other person walked out to the field. And everybody ran up to us excitedly. There was several thousand people out there. And many Hispanics had drove up from Miami. And they began excitedly to tell us that the sun came out and stretched all the way across the sky shooting from one side to the other. They were weeping, and some of them were still crying at that point. We knew they saw that, and we would probably have discounted it, except they didn't know 
at the moment of apparition, when that was taking place, what would happen? And so because that took place, we knew that the son did what it did. And there were miracle after miracle about this that came about. Maria came to the realization that a lady was doing a plan. And so our lady has a plan for your family this Christmas. We opened our hearts in a strong way to our lady and got more than we ever could dreamt of. We could have never imagined some of the things she did. So many people today are so indoctrinated that they can't be instilled with the messages. They don't know how to follow them. This Christmas, you need to be looking at the message through prayer. Never divest yourself of the protection of prayer, which always blunts the weapon of Satan. This is related to us to the poor man God. Our Lady wants you to understand that if you're not praying, you won't be ready to receive Jesus. So many people are passing this moment and this time in our history and have not stopped long enough to think about and contemplate that the mother of God is appearing every single day for a special plan for the world's salvation. And many people have heard about it. 30 million people watched our series with 2020. Many of them wouldn't even recall what they watched. And so it is. We have this coming up Christmas. We don't know how many more Christmases we'll have with Our Lady. But we experienced the Bethlehem miracle here in Birmingham. It was beautiful. And as we approached Christmas Eve, our hearts were fluttering. We couldn't believe here Our Lady would come. Maria said she would appear with baby Jesus. The joy we felt was somewhat, even in a small amount, but great for us, what Mary must have felt 2,000 years ago, that she was the woman that was chosen to reconcile heaven and earth. And you think she couldn't have felt joy? And in our house, you think we didn't experience joy? And the thing is that you have to meditate on that you can have the same joy if you prepare for it through prayer. It's that big of a deal. So many people here found Jesus. It's amazing how many conversions took place. And some of those who thought they had Jesus realized they didn't. It was a real rude awakening for a lot of people. A shocking conversion in some ways. One couple from South America flew up in their private jet. Young couple. Very wealthy family. There's extreme differences from the wealth down there to the poor. They knelt beside the bed. They went into the apparition. They had Jesus. They came up here for devotion. And they were tormented. They looked as though their faces were in, in hell. We were shocked. I remember looking at their faces during the moment of the apparition. And they couldn't even look toward a lady. They looked down at the floor of the bedroom. And afterwards, they said all they saw was fire. So not everybody who had Jesus left to believing they still had Jesus. They had to go through conversion. There's tortures for some. We saw all kind of miracles like this, some we've never even spoken about. And so our lady gave us many miracles. One of the greatest miracles that she had Jesus. Our lady appeared Christmas Eve, right around midnight, and she gave us the word. She gave the message. She said, Dear children, I call you. And remember, this was, we're praying for our nation. Every apparition is very happy. We didn't understand that. Maria didn't understand it. She says, Not even in Medjugorje is she giving messages like this and the signs. And so we didn't understand this happiness, except we're even learning to this present moment. Things in history that took place during those three months in 88 and 89 between Reagan and Gorbachev that the Cold War ended during that period of time, was dismantled during that period of time. This was one of Our Lady's goals and it made Our Lady very happy. We couldn't comprehend why she was so happy here. Maria kept, we kept asking Maria. Maria kept telling us she, she was befundled by it. But on a global level, things that were taking place that she was going to receive for Christmas was something that came through Gorbachev and Reagan that's too long to go into. But it put this place, because we were praying for our nation, on a global level. Because we'd been praying for what she asked to pray for. And that's peace. 
and she was winning peace on between Russia and the United States of America. But she did it in a way we didn't expect. It's through the family. That's why she chose the bedroom. Your bedroom is important. What takes place there is important. It's the conception of family. So this message, Our Lady put everything in perspective now that years and decades have gone by. Dear children, I call you to peace. That's what she was after. That's what was happening on a global level. Live it in your hearts and all around you so that all will know peace. Peace which does not come from you, but from God. We didn't comprehend at the moment what was taking place to bring peace between these two nations. She continues, Little children, today is a great day. Rejoice with me. Glorify the nativity of Jesus to the peace that I give. It is for this peace that I have come as your mother, Queen of Peace. Today I give you my special blessing. Bring it to all creation so that all creation will know peace. Thank you for having responded to my call. This wasn't a typical Christmas message. This had much bigger meaning and much more profound peace, a peace message behind it. And it was years before it began to unfold. And to this day, it's unfolding for us. And we're realizing how big it was that Our Lady's joy here was related to something that we couldn't see back then. That's why she said, pray to comprehend my messages. There's mysteries to be revealed. How does this all relate to you? This seems so big. Well, everything there was personal with us. Baby Jesus appeared. We were besides ourselves with joy. Here's the same baby that was there 2,000 years ago. And we couldn't believe it. How did our lady choose to come in our home and that the real Christ child was there in the flesh? It's not a vapor. And for the purpose of birthing something that we're asking for during that time, for a nation. This moment of peace was incredible for us. We have to realize God has no internal commotion. That means there's a supreme level of peace. It's the ultimate level of peace. That's why our lady says God is peace. If you fully have God, you can have no internal commotion inside of you. Except through sin, that damages your peace. And so she told us in 88, it is for this reason I have come as the queen of peace. Peace comes from God. Does your family need peace? This Christmas, what is it that you need the most? On this Christmas Eve, Think about these things. Meditate on them. Nativity means coming into life. You're in the nativity of the birth of Christ tonight. You want that in your family. God wants to give you a miracle. Our Lady wants to be in your home. She said, I will appear if necessary in every home. We ask for peace. And peace itself, the Queen of Peace, came to our home. We still don't phantom that. We could never merit that. But Our Lady is doling this out, the graces, as plentiful as possible for those who just open our heart to her. So tonight, open your family to that because we had a miracle, a real miracle, from Bethlehem to Birmingham. And many, many people found the Christ child and many, many people possessed him. And so it is this holy night this Christmas Eve night. Put Christmas in a different perspective in your heart. Challenge yourself. Make resolutions for the new year to open your heart to such a degree that Our Lady will be able to enter into it in a special way. So we wish you a very, very Merry Christmas from Bethlehem to Birmingham. We wish you Our Lady we love you. Goodbye. Christmas Eve in Birmingham It's a long, long way from Bethlehem Mary and Joe live outside of town On a no-run-down farm Mary said 
Joe, you better get the car. My contractions ain't that far apart. But that falcon stalled after 60 yards. Out behind the barn. So away to the stables go. Shelter, but it keeps them from the cold. Mary's hurting, Joe prays to God for a helping hand. They need a Bethlehem miracle tonight in Birmingham. Kerosene lantern is the only light Joe said, Mary, don't give up the fight She's gonna keep pushing till the baby cries If it takes her last breath Then as the dawn begins to break Across the fields, valleys, and the lakes Baby's cry greets the light of day Christmas and God bless Now the rain the stables Lay Mary, the baby, and Joe It's not much shelter But it keeps them from the cold A Bethlehem miracle last night in Birmingham. Bethlehem miracle last night in Birmingham. We know the story of Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem. They weren't able to do that, except that there was peace in the world at that moment. That's why there was a census that was able to be taken that brought them to Bethlehem, where Jesus was born in this little stable. In 1988, when Maria came here into your home, there was a peace in the world that just in a very short while before, no one could see possible. In fact, as you've said many times, Yvonne, the visionary from Medjugorje, has said, had Our Lady not come, the world would have destroyed itself. There was that capability, and that was what Satan was moving us towards. But through John Paul II, Reagan, and Gorbachev working together, they avoided that destruction. There was peace. And Our Lady came into your house with this great joy that you never understood. And that was the joyful revelation of just a few days ago when you had this this program of seeing the December 25th, 1988 message in a new light, an illumination that caused great joy because a piece of the puzzle that was missing all these years was given to you that made this story of what Our Lady's saying and doing here so much bigger than what we could even grasp at the time. My question is, that was a time of peace, but we're not in a time of peace anymore. We're looking at destruction again. What is that? What can you say to us for hope, seeing what Our Lady has done in the past? Well, Our Lady just showed us through these nine-day sessions or segments how she started it and how she ended it. She said, October 88, I have great plans. I want to collaborate with you. January 89, I'm Maria to here. I want to collaborate with you. I need your collaboration. Her plan is global. If she's going to use this, she's going to use this on a global scale. You may not think it's that big, 
But here it is. Our Lady's only mentioned stable one time back in 1992, December 14th. And we opened this focus on these nine days, that first show, just about that, just about the stable. Especially Our Lady's saying, Remember, dear children, how we were happy in the stable when my son was born. May your family be happy and all those present in the stable. She preceded that and says, this Christmas will be different from other Christmases. If you pray, we're still in Christmas. It will continue. Don't go with this culture who aborts Christ. Music changes everything. You continue it in your own family to make it the stable. Because the ninth day of this sessions, Christmas Eve, the day before she gave the message to Yaakov about the second time she's ever mentioned stables in 33 years, from 92 to now, December 25th, 14. I desire for each of your hearts to become a little stable of Bethlehem. She has bookends. She started it and she ended it. I had no idea the next day she was going to get this message, but I find it beautiful. A symphonic harmony that our lady gives to us and what she's calling us to live. So this last day, she mentions this about the stable of Bethlehem, not in Birmingham. Your family is to be that. If you are inciting anger the results of that in a family will be hateful harsh words it's like throwing a stone at the star and the whole sky will fall upon you you can lose your family it's that critical we have everything that are available to us and when we think of stable our lady's asking for us this family to be fixed firmly established not to be easily moved shaken or overthrown you know what that is that's the definition for stable. Yes, the other one is something where animals are kept. But Our Lady also always has dual meanings. The definition of stable, applied to your family, is it fixed? Is it firmly established? Is it not easily moved, shaken, or overthrown? This is the call of Our Lady that her desire for each of your hearts to become a little stable in Bethlehem, strong, immovable, in which the Savior of the world was born. How beautiful she writes stories with us, how she collaborates with, with us when we don't even know it and when we finish something, she's there. She's writing a story of your family. She wants you to be in the script. If you want to be. If you don't, you're free realize your family won't be stable. So from the stable of Birmingham and everything that took place in Bethlehem that Ali has given to us here as a gift for the nation, not just for us or our family or the community, but for you. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night.
This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Mejigoria. To listen or download free, go to mej.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.